the CC. Welcome to the Controversial Conversation, the CC. I'm your host, W, and each week, like this week, I'll be bringing to you controversial topics and discussions from yesterday and today. To weigh in on these topics, you can follow me at the Controversial Conversation on Facebook and Instagram. I'm hearing people yelling, cancel culture is being canceled. Is it? Is it really? Oh, all right, let's talk. So cancel cultures is has been plaguing, you know, the culture, society, the world for some time now. It's been around. And the premise on what I see in regards to cancel culture, I'm not going to lie. It's a bit ridiculous. I mean, people say, oh, cancel culture is going to be canceled. Uh, Is it? Is it really, though? I mean, I've seen people say that cancel culture and socialism or communism is about the same. I'm like, oh, shit. What? Where'd you get that from? Okay. Damn, I might have to do an episode about it. Guess what? Here we are. The CC, the controversial conversation that does not stand for cancel culture. I just wanted to get that out real quick. But hey, I'm about to go get these keys. We're going to head out to the car and uh, we're going to get this motherfucker started. All right. Ooh, got that fresh pine smell in the car today. Ooh, this is lovely. A little cold out this motherfucker, though. Getting a little brisk. It's a little cold out here. Probably should have got a damn jacket or something. <laughs> but all right. But back on a serious note. Seriously, I really want to know, like, where in the hell did this cancel culture come from? What stemmed it? What brought it in? Why would people, you know, relate it to socialism or communism? But hey, let's just go ahead and start it off with this. When you realize, like, cancel culture, it doesn't matter if you're right or if you're wrong, I'm offended and now I wish death upon you is the type of shit that happens with cancel culture. I mean, it's like it's a it's a bullet to chamber in a gun that's ready to, for the trigger to be pulled to say, boom, you're canceled. Like, damn, seriously? All that because you're offended. I take offense to what you say. Now, seriously, Some of the consequences in regards to this cancel culture is and definitely not limited to deplatforming people, attacking a person's career, attacking a person's business, getting people fired for, you know, political wrong thinking, harassing, stalking a person's family. And again, it's not limited to just that. But you're deplatforming people. You're messing with people's careers and their lives. For what? Because you took offense to something? In this country, at least, there is supposed to be a freedom of speech. Cancel culture seems to be ruining that as it shuts out the voices of the people because of the hate speech that comes spewing from influencers. 
politicians, actors, etc. It's like if there's anything that you'd have to say that goes against the support or the narrative or everything or everybody else or anything. It, it, look, if it goes against the narrative of what most people want or what the people want or whatever the case would be, then it's, it, it, it must be shut down. But there's a difference between hate speech and the speech you hate. And that's where we seem to get stuck at. Just because somebody doesn't agree, they must be silenced because it goes against your narrative. Hey, this is blue. No, it's green. Cancel him. People seem to say things like that on a regular basis. Like, you got to cancel him. We got to get him out of here. We got to deplatform him. What he's saying is horrible. What she's saying is ridiculous. You know, she's a pick me. Come on, seriously? Seriously. People seem to say that because they are offended, yet they want this person's family to not be able to eat. I hope you die. I hope you lose your job. I hope you don't have a place to sleep. What kind of shit is that? Who's regulating that type of speech? Hmm? That, that could be considered hate speech. I wish death upon thee. Seriously. I mean, I saw a video talking about the origins of cancel culture. All right. And it stated that the origins stem from the Frankfurt School and Herbert Marcuse was a member of this project to bring down Western civilization and replace it with Marxism. Once they realized that capitalism wasn't failing, they figured, hey, they would have to make it happen on their own. They'd have to force it. So he stated that Marcuse brought in um, repressive tolerance. And it can also be called inclusion through exclusion. Now, to define repressive tolerance real quick, it's basically the passive acceptance of social and governmental practices, policies and actions which restrict freedom in an absolute sense. In a nutshell, to just drive it home, basically it's saying that we must include anything that includes everything else. So that which is tolerant must be included. You must exclude or deplatform anything that doesn't accept everything else. You get that? Let me say it again. You must exclude or deplatform anything, anything that doesn't accept everything else. Okay? So in the West, we use science. Democracy and education has basically been making sure that what doesn't work, we remove it. We accept all else that remains. So basically, that in which is accepted will remain the foundation until something comes along and changes it, wipes it out, or whatever the case of sense may be. So in this video, the, the guy went on to say that Marcuse went a different route. Marcuse took the route of unless this plan or this goal or whatever the case may be 
isn't accepted, then everything else must go. Then it has to be gone. It's out. And the the example that the guy gave, he said it was an over the top example, but it 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 pretty much gives you a great picture. If a scientist comes to a conclusion and you have an astrologer who consulted her cat's dead spirit and comes to a conclusion, science doesn't accept the astrologer's conclusion and therefore science must go. That's that inclusion through exclusion. Now, come on. We all know that an astrologer consulting her dead cat, you know, it. why would science accept that? But basically, that's the direction in which we're going. That's what cancel culture pretty much is. So this is something that has been taught for some time to allow everybody to have a voice, to help those who don't have a voice have one, regardless of how awkward or how extreme it may be, give them a voice. Now, in this video, the guy broke down a situation that happened with Google. Apparently, uh, Google was accused some years ago of political bias. They went before the Senate on the matter and the Google executives were asked, what is the definition of fair or their definition of fair? And allegedly, Google exec said, quote, our understanding of fairness is the raising of marginalized voices and the subjugation of the voices in power. Let that let me break that statement down. Okay. It's basically saying that the little people are the ones being risen up to power and those in power are being pushed back down. That's fair. How is that fair? Especially if the marginalized voice is wrong, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. It's the fact that they're marginalized. Douglas Kruger had as a book called Political Correctness Does More Harm Than Good. The title alone had me like, damn. I'm like, all right. So dude in the video broke it down. And this is how he broke it down. You can either have justice or political correctness. You can have the truth or you can have political correctness but you can't have both. And I find that to be a very powerful, powerful statement. You can either have truth or you can have political correctness. You know, it's like, hey, you're fat. Oh, no, that's not a really nice thing to say. You really shouldn't say it, but it's the truth. If you're fat, you're fat. You accept it and you take it. I mean, you can either have the truth or you're going to have political correctness. So political correctness is defined as the avoidance, that very first word, the avoidance, often considered as taken to extremes of forms of expression or action that are perceived to exclude, marginalize or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. 
So basically, instead of asking about a person's, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, you ask about their partner. You know, screw the husband and wife. It's their partner. You might choose to do this to avoid assuming that, you know, the person's sexual orientation or assuming their gender or even that they have chosen to be married. Okay. And I got a small list of PC terms and their alternatives. You know, what was was before terms that were no longer used versus what we're using now. So apparently illegal immigrant is isn't supposed to be used anymore. It's irregular immigrant. Instead of a manhole, it's a utility hole. You don't call a person blind anymore. They're visually impaired. Wheelchair bound or confined to a wheelchair. We don't use that anymore. It's apparently wheelchair user. Now, I don't know when (laughs) these became an issue or a problem, but those examples. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Apparently somebody, somebody or some people took offense to the term illegal immigrant when it was being tossed out and people took offense to it and now it's been changed. Here you go. There's one that I remember personally. Uh, remember that song by the Black Eyed Peas? I think it was back in like 2002, 2003, maybe 2004 time frame. It was called Let's Get Retarded. <laughs> well, The song has changed since then, okay, from when it started. People took offense to the word retarded. So, yeah, that's changed. That's that political correctness. Now it's let's get it started instead of let's get retarded, okay? That's basically the political correctness. You can't really say the things that you really want to say. I mean, I remember growing up and, you know, saying that, you know, hey, man, you retarded. Just a joke playing around. You can't do that anymore. You know, it's a huge problem. You people take offense to it. And honestly, to a degree, I get it. But, you know, the black eyed peas did not have set out with the intentions of offending every person with a, you know, disability. And you probably can't convince me unless you show me some footage that will I am saying, yeah, we want to offend the people and make them feel like they're fucking stupid and call everybody retarded and shit. Come on. Really? Seriously. Why is it that it's just a word? But I do understand why some people may take offense to it, but it's all about the intentions of where they're coming from with it. But right now, I want to take a quick breather, take a little pit stop. You know, I could use some gas, get some snacks. I definitely did not fill up earlier. You know, stretch my legs out a little bit, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Have you thought about getting into crypto? Are you oblivious on where to start or even what to do? Hit up the Bitcoin Pro Jay Motley to help you get started on a path to a better financial situation for free. No hidden fees, 
No charges, just guidance. Go to bitcoinpro.unitedinvestors.group and get started today. Again, that's bitcoinpro.unitedinvestors.group and tell them W sent you. We're going to go ahead and dive into the upcoming events for the week of November 1st through the 8th. All right, let's go. On the first, we have Authors Day, National Brush Day, National Calzone Day, World Vegan Day, Day of the Dead, Movember, All Saints Day. So basically, to sum this up, we're celebrating the dead and for those Christians, the saints who've made it to heaven. Hey, go out there and be sure to get you a calzone unless you're a vegan, then stay away from them animals. Hey, go read a book and no shaving this month. On the second, we have International Day to End Imputiny for Crimes Against Journalists, All Souls Day, National Stress Awareness Day. So let's wrap this up. So on this day, we want to recognize all those who didn't make it into the previous day's celebration. I guess those are the heathens, right? I don't know. And just make sure you remain aware of those stress levels as we try and stop the crimes against journalists around the world. Now, on the third, we have National Sandwich Day, National Men Make Dinner Day, National Homemaker Day. Let's wrap that up. All right. We need to take appreciation to those who keep the households running. Oh, and fellas, make dinner on this day. A sandwich sounds like it might just be fitting. On the fourth, we have the Iran Hostage Crisis Day, National Candy Day, National Chicken Lady Day. Now don't forget about Dr. Martina Tina Dupree, the chicken lady. (laughs) But hey, it's also candy day. Get that sweet tooth on. I know it follows the brush day. Take a little hygiene and brush your teeth a little bit more. And, you know, keep them clean. But we can't forget about the American diplomats and citizens that were held hostage on the 4th of November, 1979 through January 20th. 1981. On the 5th, we have American Football Day, National Redhead Day, World Tsunami Awareness Day. So on that day, let's get outside and play some football. Toss around the pigskin. Yet, don't leave out the redheads. We do not want them to come with the wrath of a tsunami, so we give them some awareness too. On the 6th, we have National Nacho Day. International Day for Preventing the Exploitation of the Environment in War and Armed Conflict. Man, that's a mouthful. Daylight Savings Time and the New York City Marathon. Let's wrap that up. It's going to be running for a cause. Well, maybe to make room for some nachos that's coming up that day later. That should be included. Don't forget to set them clocks back. It might mess up your Monday. And take care of the environment. It's the only one we got. On the 7th, we have Job Action Day and National Canine Lymphoma Awareness Day. Let's wrap that up, too. Let's go out there and get the job you want, your dream. Go for it. Get your dogs checked up, too, because they truly are a family friend. On the 8th, we have National STEM Day, National Cappuccino Day, 
World Urbanism Day. Let's sum that up. The science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Boy, have we come a long way from reading, writing, and arithmetic. But let's make sure that those cappuccinos are made perfectly blended. And keep planning and keep building. Thank you for sticking around. And this has been your upcoming events. people i'm back got my snacks got my little energy drink tanks on full we back in the car let's go ahead and get back into this ride now i saw this post on um facebook recently it's it's something i want to look at it is a decent length post but um but let's just get into it. And it says, we as people have this obsession with canceling anyone who has done wrong. We throw out their entire work, even when their work has nothing to do with why they were canceled. But then you have others who either ignore or try to play it off as it wasn't that big of a deal. Bill Cosby is a great example. Is what he did bad? Yes. Yes, it is. Did he deserve to go to jail? Yes. Yes, he did. Did he deserve the hate and vitriol that he received from his actions? Yes. Yes, he did. Does it lessen any of the achievements he made during his career? No. No, it does not. Despite his shortcomings, he still paved the way for so many black comedians that we love today. He sent thousands of people to school. The man gave $20 million to Spellman. This isn't even all that he's done. He was a pioneer in TV. He has numerous charities that he used to give back to the community. Should all that be forgotten? No. Now, none of the good he has done excuses his actions, nor should he be given leniency because all the good he has done. But don't destroy the legacy he's built. Put an asterisk by his name in the books. He did all those wonderful things, but he was a rapist. You can condemn the man but leave the legacy intact. We are all human. We all do things that we shouldn't. Humans are complicated. This can be done. We did slash do it with Martin Luther King Jr., who has had affairs with over 40 women and even did nothing as his friend raped a woman. We have a statue standing in his honor. Gandhi. Gandhi was extremely racist and sexist, but his teachings are still upheld today by millions. Abraham Lincoln is still extolled as one of the greatest presidents this country has ever had. So much so that he has had his head carved in the side of a mountain and is wrongly credited 
for freeing the slaves. This man said that if he knew of a way to win the war without freeing the slaves, he would do it. He also has plans to send blacks back to Africa. He thought there was no way that blacks and whites could be equal. Does any of these things mean to tear down a person's legacy? A person should be praised for the good they do and punished for the bad they do. And that was the end of the post. Now, tearing down the legacy of one for the sake of cancel culture. I don't know if I can get behind that myself. Now, let me go ahead and just get this out of the way now. In no way, shape, or form or fashion am I sitting here defending the actions of certain people, okay? Bill Cosby was a rapist. He did what he did. Was he wrong? Yes, I agree with that. But again, like the Post said, his legacy, he's done a lot, but it doesn't excuse him for nothing that he has done. People will cancel and deplatform certain people while others may not agree with it. Look at the people who have been canceled over the years. And of course, this does not hit on everybody. Numero uno, (laughs) Andrew Tate. Okay, he's had several attempts against him for being canceled. Marilyn Manson, Matt Damon, Dave Chappelle, Chrissy Teigen, Dr. Seuss. Really? Dr. Seuss. Mike Richards, DaBaby. There, and the list goes on and on. You cancel Dr. Seuss, really? They don't care if you're dead or alive. It doesn't matter. Cancel culture. Mike Richards is or was a host of Jeopardy following Alex Trebek's passing. His was from something that he had said like eight or nine years prior. Really? And I mean, when I say that that list goes on, there's several hundred, probably into the thousands of people who have been canceled by cancel culture. And like Erica Badu says, it goes on and on. But people are getting canceled for various different reasons. But a lot, but not all of them, a lot of them is merely because somebody got offended. Somebody took offense and decided to just force somebody's career down the drain. Now, while in America, it's supposed to be the freedom of speech, but cancel culture is like it's ruining that. It's taking that aspect of freedom of speech away. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and roll into this new segment right here, because I really need for somebody to make it make sense. Speaking on cancel culture, Kanye West, yeah, Kanye, Yeezy has been dropped by what seems to be everyone, Gap, Adidas, the talent agency CAA, along with J.P. Morgan cutting ties, a fucking bank, man. Even select social media platforms have censored or shut down Kanye, and why? What was the final straw that made everybody want to leave Yeezy alone? 
it wasn't the the George Bush doesn't care about black people. That statement from 2005, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. That didn't get him canceled. Or, 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 or maybe it was, but Beyonce had the best videos of all time interruption during Taylor Swift's acceptance award back in 2009. No, nah, 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 nah. It wasn't that. Not even then. They didn't cancel him. Was it the was it the George Floyd comments? The White Lives Matter shirt? Nope. 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 How about the 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 slavery was a choice statement? Nah, not even that. It was his anti-Semitic statements and probably along with the posters that were hung over the bridge in Jersey that said Kanye is right about the Jews. Why does it seem like nothing really mattered until Kanye says something about the Jews? Make it make sense. Come on, y'all. Please make it make sense. I now return you to your regularly scheduled program that's still in progress. Make it make sense. Make it make sense, y'all. So by definition, the, the right to freedom of speech allows individuals to express themselves without government interference or regulation. Now, there's a time, place and manner, of course, limitations based on, you know, the time, depending on the place and all that good stuff. And it, it applies to all speech, regardless of the views expressed. This is for you know that balance of other rights as well you know but there is something called hate speech as well defined as abusive or threatening speech or writing that expresses prejudice against a particular group uh, especially on the basis of race religion and or orientation or sexual orientation at that Hate speech is also supposed to be protected under the same constitutional right as free speech, though. It's a person's opinion or their feeling towards or about something or someone. I found this interview of this with this woman named uh, Carol Christ and Henry Brady. And she talks about how our Constitution protects hate speech. She said, quote, it doesn't protect speech that can be understood as the immediate enticement of violence, end quote. The thing is, there's a division on this. It seems that today, if you don't agree with what's being spoken about, you're immediately shunned and cast out, shut down and told basically to, to shut up. <laughs> Seriously. So how can you protect one speech but not the other as long as it's not enticing violence or violent behaviors? Who's the actual ones that are doing the, the censoring? Who is determining what is and what isn't hate speech? And I love the way that um, Mr. Henry Brady had chimed in and what he said and the way he worded this. He said, quote, one person's hate speech 
might be another person's valid criticism of somebody else. Even when we think that it looks like hate speech to us, we need to allow it to make sure we protect the rights of the person who would have the valid criticism that others might think is hate speech. Now, just think about it. You silence one because another believes it's hate speech. Is that a violation of the freedom of speech? Think about it. Come on. Almost like you can't have free thinkers anymore unless it, you know, goes with the narrative. Just because one doesn't agree with it, it, it it's it's being shunned and cashed out or canceled. There's the culture. All right. Now, I want to take a moment to go through communism. It's not going to be a deep dive, but a skim across the surface. Now, it was originally introduced modernly by Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. Now, that's the same name again as we talked about before. Now, they wrote a book called Communist Manifesto. All right. In a nutshell, it's a classless society, basically eliminating anything that would or could cause a class warfare or even a class envy. The, the clothes that people wore were relatively the exact same. Those countries that practiced this, they were the same. Most cars were pretty much made by the exact same make. And in regards to wages or your salary, everybody pretty much got paid the exact same or very, very close to it. This didn't have regards to what the job titles were or what was being performed. Hell, your education didn't mean jack, but the government provided the food, the clothes and the shelter to everyone in a fairly equal amount. I mean, in theory, you, well, not even in theory, but you really couldn't own anything. Everything is pretty much owned by the government for the most part. However, there is the free education and everybody is pretty much liberated from earning a wage. Remember that free education, free education. Think about it. What did Cardi B say to, to Joe Biden in that little funky ass interview that she did with him? Oh, we, we just want free education. Like, oh, whatever. The communism, communism, free education. Long story short, one thing that communism did not support was freedom of speech. Cancel culture, freedom of speech is being taken. Communism, it's there. It's right there. Communism. And matter of fact, that also rolled into the expression of oneself, including things like art, especially if it didn't help the law in the States. It couldn't go against anything that sound familiar. Communism, it's what we're dealing with. And that's pretty much what cancel culture is. Everything that I just described is basically cancel culture via the government. Now, it's cancel culture via the people, which is damn near backed by the government where we are right now and what we're dealing with. Well, 
the Democrats, at least. Hey, go check out that episode. Spoke about it before. Why are black people still Democrats? Okay, just check it out. But that's where we're getting. That's where we're getting to. We're getting there. We're getting to the point of if you don't agree and or conform to the popular opinions, then you must be canceled again, going against free speech. If you offend somebody, you must be stoned. Okay, maybe not that bad, but you got to be deplatformed now. Okay, maybe not stoned, but you get the point. You're going to be deplatformed. All right. The stone thing was a little little bit much, but we're taking it back to the, you know, the early, early hundreds and shit. You know, stone motherfuckers to death. And it's like there's no pleasing anybody. Matter of fact, look at Lizzo. She had a song called Girls. All right. She somewhere in the song used the word spaz. Yes, spaz. Now, I personally know the word to mean or paraphrase to uh, to flip out, basically. Go wild, go crazy, get stupid, go dumb. You know, but apparently somebody tweeted Lizzo and said something along the lines of this word is offensive. And Trevor Noah actually touched on this as well. But Lizzo acknowledged the tweet, basically apologized and she changed the lyric in the song. Now, I believe the the person was not from America, so the word actually meant something different. I believe it was in the UK. But Lizzo changed the lyric, but it didn't seem to be enough. The internet just decided to drag Lizzo. I mean, drug her like, what the fuck? Like, really went in. Apparently, some fucked up shit was said to her in regards to her weight or whatever. And honestly, I'm kind of with Trevor on this one. Lizzo acknowledged (laughs) acknowledged what is pretty much a mistake. She acknowledged that it was a mistake. She changed, you know, that said mistake of saying the word spaz, apologize for the mistake. But. Many people took it as an opportunity to go in on her. And they did just unleash the hatred and basically justify the derogatory terms used as a defense to disabled people. Now, if anything, those people should be the ones that are canceled. But I'm sure they're just, you know, on a quick commercial break right now. Let me let me bring it back a bit. Okay, hold on. The word spaz in that country, I believe it's Australia and in the UK, okay, is a derogatory term for people with disabilities. Now, tell me, how would everybody know that? Again, I'm going to take one from Trevor. You know how long the word fag has been considered a derogatory term? In case you don't know what I'm talking about, fag, faggot, you know, something used towards gay people. It's been derogatory term for a long time. Well, at least in America, it's been a long ass time. But apparently in the UK, a fag is a cigarette. A cigarette. Yo, let me bum a fag from you, man. 
that ain't gonna work. People are gonna be like, whoa, wait a minute. All right. I'm pretty sure that would piss a lot of people off. <laughs> oh shit. Matter of fact, the word pissed means a drunk person versus in America, it has a completely different meaning. Yeah. Pissed is drunk in the UK. That's that name. Pissy drunk. Yeah. And one of them is definitely offensive to the more religious types. Okay. Here goes something else. Coach Greg Adams. He did something. He did a little seminar or something where he talked about um, a woman he had met at a previous job or something that he was doing. An older woman. And he said that she was obsessed with World War II and she asked him, who won World War II? And he's like, the Allies did, of course. We're still here. She said, no, communism won. And he didn't believe it at the time, yet he said it's very apparent now. He said that the strategy is subvert from within. You see the connection yet? Come on now. You got to be linking this together with me. Come on. He went on and said that the strategy was long term, not bombs and fighting. It's to subvert your culture so much to remove the protector. Okay. Infiltrate the education system over years. Hey, guess what, people? They did that. Take it back to the episodes on raising our children and the CRT, the critical race theory episodes, connect the dots. Okay. Cause Greg, coach Greg, he went on and said, they make you fight each other. And we are the enemy now, man. Look, whew. <laughs> man. Then you got Rod Dreher. I believe I said his name, right? He's saying that in the West, we're slipping into totalitarianism, okay? He said that it's mostly about cancel culture and wokeness and about being afraid. People being afraid to say what they really think. He said that this, this is the first wave of communism. God damn it, I hate to see what's fucking next, man. Because this shit is getting ridiculous. And now, let's just go ahead and roll into the controversial stance. So, for this one, I want to tell a story. All right. Way back in 2004, I met one of two of my best friends while, you know, serving in the military. He was from up north, Pennsylvania, while me, I was from South Carolina. I was raised in a Christian home. Very religious type, you know, going to church, Bible study and so forth. They had, you know, me reading the Bible at a very, very young age. Well, with my homeboy being from up north, he had a tendency of calling me fool a lot. And he'd be just be like, you know, what's up, fool? You know, what's going on, fool? You know, man, you a fool. He'd say things like that. Now, 
I know he meant nothing behind it, but it rubbed me the wrong way. So one day I told him, hey, man, look, I don't like being called a fool, you know, religious purposes. For those who don't know, it was one of those proverbs type things that's kind of stuck with me. A wise man will listen before he speaks, but a fool will only speak, you know, type deals. Well, there were plenty others, but that one, it just, I just took offense to that one word. So I spoke up, I said something, and afterwards, did he call me a fool again? Of course he did. But he caught himself and he would apologize when it slipped out and, you know, tried his damnedest to make sure that he didn't do it again. Did I rag on him every time he did it? No. I knew he didn't mean any harm or foul by it. I knew that this was something that was, you know, commonly used on a regular basis where he was from up north or whatever the case may have been. It was the fact that he tried. I tell this story here because it's all about just respect. He respected me enough to at least make an attempt to change, even though he offended me and he, I knew he meant nothing by it. See, that whole Lizzo thing is ridiculous. Even when people don't mean to insult or make people feel bad, others just want to take time and take their jabs and their stabs at them. Social media warriors, brave behind the keyboard type, Cancel culture seems to be ruining people's lives. And for what? That clout? If the shoes were on the other foot, you'd be crying, moaning and complaining because you're not the only one that's that's up to it. You know, it seems like that stop bullying campaign back in the day gave voices to people who who got, you know, babied or bullied. Remember, them participation trophies I talked about back in that raising our children episodes, those participation trophies really did a number on many of y'all. What happened to the you win some and you lose some, but you live to fight another day type deal? It's flip. It's, It's just like it's flip. You know, you win some and you win some and others, but you live to fight for more wins. Like what? Or more participations. As I said before, there's a difference between hate speech and the speech you hate. Keep it controversial, people, and don't forget about the ABCDs. Abrasively brewing controversy, damn it. We don't stir the pot, we brew the controversy. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Controversial Conversation. The CC. I'm sure this episode may or may not have pissed off some folk. Don't be mad. The CC is for entertainment and the views expressed may or may not be my personal views. But looking at it from a different perspective is all I'm doing. Almost like playing devil's advocate. Being more open-minded to things to be able to see another's point of view can be the beginning of a healing process. Remember to keep your eyes, ears, and minds open because you never know what you may learn. And no matter whether you agree with me or disagree with me, I respect your decision. But please, I still want to hear from you. Join in on the controversy and follow me at The Controversial Conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And once again, I'm your host. Dub, 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 dub.